BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Hello, everybody. It's hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live from the South Florida store uh, studio here. And uh, joining us, the other half of the program is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Darren Moose Dupont joins us from there. We are airing on the Game Plus television network as well as WQEE radio in Atlanta podcast and youtube live and we got a whole heck of a lot of messages have come in from new viewers and old viewers and it's great uh yeah moose have you changed your mind yet by the way on the monday night football poll question today with our a lot of nfl talk with you and me and then jim lang later on in hour one it's the jets and the bills tonight buffalo favored by two at the meadowlands have you changed your mind that's our poll question today you do? So do I. So do I. I'm not changing yeah. it. 60% of respondents say New York will win tonight. That's going against the odds makers that have Buffalo favored by two. Our poll questions brought to you by Key Auto Group Daily. Key Auto Group driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And while we have a minute before we delve back into this, some things that I did not get to in the uh, quick six show topics because we ran out of time talking football. 5A was that the Atlanta Braves became the first team to clinch a MLB playoff berth. Congratulations, Atlanta, again. But for them, that's not... The Braves aren't the kind of team that's going to be popping shemp. You don't see them, I don't think, no. getting the ski goggles out, right, like these other teams. that It's like if we didn't clinch a playoff berth, we should have our ass kicked. That's the way they roll in Atlanta, Moose. 
And the Blue Jays, Kevin Kermeyer hit a go-ahead home run in the seventh inning to lift the Blue Jays to a 5-2 win over the Kansas City Royals, completing a sweep. And Canada's returning from the Men's Basketball World Cup with a bronze medal after defeating the U.S. 127-118 in overtime in Manila. That's in the Philippines, don't you know? Dylan Brooks of Mississauga. I think he's Darren's neighbor. He plays for the NBA's Houston Rockets. He led Canada with 39 points. Germany won the whole damn thing. They beat the USA 83. Sorry, they beat Serbia 83-77. Serbia beat the USA in the semifinal. I just want to say this. We're introducing ourselves to millions of new viewers thanks to Sean Rogers picking us up. Again, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida, South Florida. Darren's in Toronto, but he's new there. It's been a couple months since you've been there. Has your sports purview, your sports vortex, Darren, changed from a lifetime in Western Canada to where you are now where baseball and Blue Jays, sorry, basketball and Blue Jays were a much bigger deal? Have you changed? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it is, look at the Blue Jays, I believe, are Canada's team. And we're out in Western Canada. Big, big Blue Jay fans out there. Lots of them. But it's a little different when the team's in your backyard, right? It's a little different. When you jump on the train and there's people in their gear going down to the game, it's more top of mind. You actually think of going to the game. And what I find is that, especially with baseball, I haven't been here for a basketball season yet, but with baseball, I find that I'm following them more because they're in my town. So I find that I'm flipping on the games more. I'm checking the scores and the standings every day. I'm doing a few more of those things than I would do back home. Back in Western Canada, I would follow this team and be a big fan, but it just feels like it's on another level when you're actually in the environment, if that makes sense. Well, in this Eastern time zone, it's well into the afternoon. So tonight, sports on tap, Monday night football. It is the Bills at the Jets, as we mentioned. Week one will close. And then MLB, we're paying attention to Texas Rangers at the Toronto Blue Jays. Four-game set, major playoff implications there. But we're also the favorite program, radio or television, of the Canadian Football League and its fans as you can see, and they sent me a huge care package last week, the CFL. So we got a lot of questions that have come in as we've closed the book on week 14 in the CFL. There's a lot of talk there, and uh, I'm getting less and less of it because people are just sitting back and watching. They're not asking as many questions as they were. They're like, why are you so popular in Atlanta? Why is this show growing so much when you talk NHL, hockey, and CFL where they don't care about that in the States? I said, I don't know the answer. Why don't you stop asking, sit back, and enjoy? Because different yeah. is better than better. We're different than everybody else shouting all over each other, trying to get noticed with NFL hot takes. We take a quieter, different road, and if I may, it's better. We do have breaking news from the NHL Two things today, by the way. The Vancouver Canucks have named Quinn Hughes as their captain. He's 23, and he replaces Bo Horvat. And the Ottawa Senators have added DJ Smith as their... Sorry, added to DJ Smith's staff. He's their head coach. They've added Ben Sexton. He's been promoted from American Hockey League Belleville. But in the Canadian Football League, which is my favorite football league, there's no doubt. I've been going to a lot of big-time college football down here, but I watch as much CFL as I can. Hamilton Tiger Cats scored a huge win Friday night in Ottawa, 27-24. And many of the pundits feel the Red Blacks have a, that blew up their season. They've lost six in a row. The Toronto Argonauts spanked Montreal 39-10. And what are the Argos 
10 and 1 now, right? Uh, Winnipeg blew out Sask 51 to 6. And have you seen, is this not a record? They scored on their first nine possessions of the football game. Six straight touchdowns and then three straight field goals and then a punt. That's got to, that's, if that's not a football record, that's got to be a CFL record, man. That, that's, that's an ass kicking of epidemic proportions. Yeah, you're, that's making a statement. You're going out to make a statement and prove a point at that point, and you come back to the sidelines and you said, thank you very much. Now hit him again, right? Let's go. And yeah. it's just, I mean, that, that was a statement game from Winnipeg, a, a real statement game. There's no other way to put it. Uh, by the way, just chiming in with the audience, Ryan in upstate New York says it's easy because we don't get much NHL talk and we hardly get CFL talk at all in the U.S. That's why the RP show is so popular here. And uh, Wayne, thank you, Ryan. And Wayne in Vancouver, sorry, Victoria, he says, I love this show because it's different and interactive. Uh, Allie in Texas says, I love being in Dallas and seeing all of the stars gear. I am with my people. Gotcha. And Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, I was in fact a, in fact, uh, it was in fact a CFL record. They touched on that in the broadcast. Okay. That is not a record that you would want to be on the dubious end of. But that's the other thing is uh, this, uh, you know, Leanne writes in, he goes, what do you mean good teams don't get blown out? They don't. So just walk it back a little bit. Like... There's a lot of people that are very upset today. John Ohm, I see you won your fantasy pool because of what the Cowboys did last night on defense and special teams and what Tyreek Hill did. So that's 215 yards for the Cheetah. He's on pace, just so you know, for 3,600 yards receiving for the Miami Dolphins this year. But I'm not done yet, Darren. Um, It is. We're in the teeth of the CFL season, and I wanted to say the final third with the home stretch has opened. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't started your engines already, start them. Although I feel like the Ottawa Red Blacks have turned theirs off. But it's the final six games. Sask is six and six. So they're entering the, the stretch run. So Lenny, uh, two, Allie's been waiting for a while. She writes in from Sherwood Park, Alberta, the home of Sam Steele. She says, good morning, RP Show. I'm loving watching your show live on my break. I'm working from home. Regarding penalty calls for the CFL, Kev and I, that's her husband, were surprised Bagleton came, sorry, surprised Bagleton from Calgary didn't get tossed after punching Ed Ganey. Yet a Montreal player got tossed for the same thing earlier against the Argos. Have a great day. Um, the last few weeks, I would suggest the officiating in the CFL has been suspect. I guess I'm not going to sit here and differentiate or try to explain blown calls in football or hockey. That's not my job, and I don't want it to be my job. So before I move on to the next one, which is a, a far more answerable question, do you have a take on how a guy could get kicked out of a game, DQ'd, as they say, for throwing a punch in one game, but not another later in the exact same day. You watch the replay, it was a punch, and a punch should come with an ejection. It happened earlier, it didn't happen then. 
Uh, the official saw it through the flag. I, that, that one I don't get, unless he thought it was a push to the face or something. Um, I, I, I'm not going to try and get inside their head. I can just say blown calls happen. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Can we make a meme out of that, guys? How about that? From Moose. Blown calls have it. No, I wish I'd said it. it. Uh, Although I've said it 117 times. It's the human element. It's the human element. And you just pray that games aren't decided on blown calls, which incidentally, hey, it happens in the regular season. I just hope it doesn't happen in a championship season because the players deserve better than that. But that's the difference between crew to crew to crew. You would think punching somebody would be a black and white call. But how does the whole world saw Pete Robertson headbutt Zach Caleros the other night, yet he doesn't get kicked out of the game. But then he ends up getting suspended for a game. Like, that doesn't... Mistakes happen, is what Darren's saying. Lenny writes in. By the way, it's 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain. So if you're into numerology, envision a positive outcome. This is a little of the Aaron Rodgers stuff that I was talking about that I wanted to come back on, Darren. And you're into all this, but we've been encouraged, not you and I, but those that believe in this stuff, to not talk about it because people will think you're nuts. They already thought I was nuts, okay? (laughs) But it's like this, look at how great everything's going. Why would, don't you want to know why? Anyways, we'll come back on that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything or should I, I move on, on to that? I don't know. I don't know where we're at for. I don't know where we're at for time. But um, ah, we got four minutes. Got to get to Go ahead. Okay. We got four minutes. So the Aaron Rodgers thing. But the Aaron Rodgers thing is interesting because you know you call him crazy, but all he's doing is quieting his mind. Put the phone away. Put all these outside influences away. Nobody telling you what to do. And when your brain gets quiet. You get to really sit back and then just think about where your brain naturally goes, right? What do you actually do when there's no distractions, nobody else around? That's a, that's a way to discover self-awareness and figure out what do I actually like? What do I actually want to do? Where do I actually want to be? Where does your mind go? What do you think about it? For Aaron Rodgers, he sat back and Green Bay didn't feel right. New York felt right. Nobody telling him what he should and shouldn't think, Right. He made the decision, and I watched Hard Knocks. Now, that's not everything. It's a TV show, and, but it made me really like Aaron Rodgers, made me understand him, and the more I hear from him, the more I see from him, the more I like and understand who he is and, and understand why he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, and I've, had, I've got some really good friends that have played with Aaron Rodgers, and they all thought 10 years ago he'd flipped his noggin. Maybe not quite 10, but... You know, they said he would go out. Rod, he went out onto the field barefoot and just grounded himself in the grass. But it had just snowed. We're like, Aaron, your feet are going to free. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. And by the way, they're not playing in the league anymore. And he is. Who's crazy? 
Anyways, Lenny in Saskatoon writes in on the EMJ Marketing text line, 902-518-3033. And EMJ Marketing will provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Check him out. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. Lenny says, hey, Rod, I want to know what your thought is on the Edmonton Elks field goal kicker, Dean Faithful. There had to be someone better than a 36-year-old rookie. When you can't put your kicker out there past the 40-yard line, then it's time to get someone different. He is not reliable. So what? He won them the game on Saturday. He hits the long field goals once in a blue moon. Not good enough. And he missed the point after. Should be automatic. Well, Lenny, it should be, but if after that first Cowboys touchdown last night, the kicker missed the extra point, if you notice. New kicker for the Cowboys. Like, don't they all think it's damn easy to kick those 32-yard single points? It's, it's a very difficult job. Good quality kickers are hard to find. They really are. And he did kick the winning field goal. Ah, we've got less than a minute here. We'll have to bring this back on the other side of the break, but... Nowhere did I think or say this year that I thought the Edmonton Elks necessarily season was over or at, the, or at the very least that they didn't know what they were doing, Darren. We said all along, or at least I did, because I've seen them play live a couple times. They have the talent. Why it's not coming together, I don't know the answer to that, but they're good enough. And now here they are. What, winners three of their last four? And would your knees not be knocking if you were the Saskatchewan Rough Riders a little bit? Edmonton comes in there Friday night, one of the hottest teams in the CFL. Uh, hey, they got faithful there for a reason. Reports of Chris Jones losing his mind were premature. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think this is one of the great stories now of this section of the season. The middle point of the season, season is the Elks finding their way. And now can they make up enough ground and get in full gear and roll in the final third of the season? It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. This is one of the big interesting storylines because Calgary and Saskatchewan are both kind of sitting there, not real confident, and they're poised. You know, the Elks are coming in. They're charging, man. They're charging. Fun to watch. We'll be right back. Lots of comments coming in. Keep them coming. 902-518-3033. 902-518-3033. We're on the streams. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio. Podcast and YouTube Live. RP Show continues on a brand new week on this Monday, episode number 1078. A couple things I want to get to welcoming. My phone continues to blow up with um, uh, DMs, tweets. Let's bring the moose in here from people. A lot of my friends, Darren. I don't know if you saw (laughs) late in the week last week. I was like, why am I hearing from people I haven't heard from for 30 years? People that I haven't thought of for 30 years. And it's like, oh, They just discovered us on television here. So here we go. This show, we've been how many years on Game Plus? Two and a half, three years on Game Plus TV? Two years on the radio in Atlanta, something like that. And we've been dying 
to get carried uh, on Sean Rogers in Western Canada, and that now happened. And it's just like this whole show is like a video game. It's like Donkey Kong. We keep, once you hit this level and rescue the girl, this key opens this barrel, bonk, and now you go into two million more homes. Beep, 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 beep. You know what I mean? But you, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to yes. keep hitting these levels. And that's what we're doing, and yeah. it is just so darn much fun. I love it. Anything else I before I... Uh, Jump back in. Okay. No. Well, we want to agree. This. And we, every time you get to the end of the yeah. sorry, every time you get to the end of the level, you're like, ah, I made the le- nope. Doors open. More guys coming at you. More things to do. More places to go. Right. A hundred percent accurate. Uh, hey, collectors, register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. I was just at one similar to that, a collectibles place in Hollywood, Florida, yesterday, where Matthew Kachuk was signing autographs and taking photos. Go to our Instagram story at the Rod Peterson show if you want to see video and photos of that. But I swear to God, and you never know. I've worked for so long on the team side of things that you don't know how many people are going to show up to something like this. Like when Connor Bedard signed autographs on the concourse of the Brand Center last year, you had a pretty good idea the lineup was going to be five hours long. But down here, you don't, they didn't know how, I'm sure they didn't know how long the lineup was going to be for Matthew Kachuk. It was absolute mass chaos they did as good as they could but they had broward county police in there for crowd control and nobody was getting out of line but there was no organized lines and it was mostly kids and i think they actually thought there might be 10 people show up i'm not and there was hundreds maybe a thousand you know and i had somebody write me and say what would that have been like compared to a autograph session in calgary i'm like I don't know. I've never been to one, you know, but I'm just telling you the Panthers are a big deal here, and that's what winning does. Anyways, I'll get back on track here. Our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company. Head down to the tap room Thursday through Saturday, 12 noon to 8 p.m. Check out Common Crown Brewing Company at commoncrown.ca. And I had a hockey note, uh, Darren, that I wanted to pass along. This out of Montreal today, the Canada have named defenseman Mike Matheson as an alternate captain. The 29-year-old Matheson led the team's defenseman with 34 points in 48 games last season. Veteran Brendan Gallagher, Gallagher, will continue to serve as an alternate captain while forward Nick Suzuki retains his role as team captain. Quick moose, one through seven, top teams in the NHL in Canada. Go. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I've got the Edmonton Oilers, one. The Toronto Maple Leafs, two. Um, I will put the Calgary Flames, three. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, four. Vancouver, five. Winnipeg, six. Montreal, seven. How about that? Ding, 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 ding. How about that? Mine wouldn't be too far off that list. That was very good, son. You're gonna write you. that down. I wasn't ready. Uh. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to uh, think about it? 
More? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I think kinda, you did a pretty good job there. I'm, I'm kind of second guessing where I'd put Winnipeg, but I think I've got those three: Vancouver, Ottawa, Winnipeg, and I think they could all be interchangeable in some way. They're all going to fall in some different way. Those three. Is there a je ne sais quoi? Is there a turning of the weather there in Toronto that you can feel hockey right around the corner yes. there? Yeah, the mornings are a little cool. Uh, falls kind of here a little bit. Um, I wore long pants yesterday for a little bit. So, yeah, it's coming. <sighs> what a rebel. Uh, here, n- not much change. The only time I wear long pants is when I go to a hockey game. That's the only time. Other than that, I walked through the Hard Rock Casino yesterday. I don't know if you probably saw the photos of it. I stopped in the sports bar. My God. My God. Big screen the size of a movie theater. Uh, and, and similar to real sports bar in downtown Toronto, but if I may, bigger. And, of course, I'm the native Floridian now. Pretty soon I'll be able to say it. I'm looking at the people in their jeans going, oh, you poor bastard. You must be from the north. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, Leanne writes in and she says, "Uh, by the way, I'm not arguing with you, Rod, just disagreeing. Even good teams get blown out. Do I think the Riders are great cup material? No. John Ohm. Um, says Winnipeg Jets number six. Okie dokie, Moose. I'm thinking number three, baby. Can't wait for the NHL. Allie in Texas. That's going to get taken completely out, you know, and and in the meme, it's going to (laughs) forget that at the end I said, you know, four, five, six could be interchangeable, you know, and they're only going to see the Jets at number six. Sorry, not sorry that I did that to you. Yeah. Be ready. Yeah. Um, uh, Allie in Texas is very Johnny on the spot of you, Darren. I thought you did a great job. Not like it's not like you can't think on your feet. I know you can. I just know you'd rather not to want. You'd rather not. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to be held to, to that. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure. I missed something here. Jeff, the Stamps fan. Oh, I don't even know what they're talking about. I missed it. It's in the uh, it's in the chat here. There you go. We got too many comments coming in, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I had this intuition in me a while back that I'm like, just enjoy where we are now, where it's just a little family with the Rod Squad because it's going to get big, and once it gets really big, it's going to be tough to control. And I think we might be there now. Um. As a matter of fact, Wayne from Victoria, B.C. has switched over to the text line because he's having a tough time getting his opinion heard through this stream. You know what I'm saying? Regarding football, uh, regarding calls and so forth, he writes, he says, Hi, Rod, I have to tell you that all sports are trying to make the refs infallible. Video replay is only as good as the humans running it. I will... They're not trying to do anything to the referees at all. They're trying to get the calls right. That's it, period. Unless you disagree with me, Darren, they're not trying to make anybody look bad, but it's happening because I do know a lot of referees, believe it or not. Hockey and football, because that's my jam. 
They don't like video replay. How would you like having all of your mistakes recorded and played back 26 different ways? Your job is on the line. Every call as it is, let alone with this, the refs don't like it. And I'm at a place now where I'm like, why do we even have refs? They've pretty much gotten rid of goal judges in the NHL. I don't think there are goal judges in the NHL anymore. We don't need them. What do we need refs for? And I saw in Scruffy's column last week that Angel Hernandez did 22 missed strike calls because of the video replay in the little box that they put up. Now, 22? How's this guy still got a job? I'm a little afraid for sports. Because you've opened a Pandora's... No, genie's out of the bottle, but you can't stuff back in the bottle. You can't scrap now video replay. You can't do it. So I don't know what they do. I don't know the answer to this. You? You can't go, you can't go backwards. You, 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 nobody wants to, and, and you just won't. Um, and nobody's entitled to a job either. So it's, you know, they're coming after referees... You know, no, they're not. They're just trying to get the call right. Exactly what you said is bang on. And they, it might look like they're coming after referees' jobs. They're not entitled. Nobody's entitled to a job. If you made a decision to go down a career path and technology changes to eliminate that job, you need to pivot, and you might have to go back to school and do something different. just might be the case. We don't all get lucky and get to do one thing forever. Um, referees might not have jobs at professional sports 10 years from now. They just might not. And they might have to go get training to do something else. It's unfortunate. It's unlucky. But it's just the way that it is. And we just want the calls to be right. We don't want a a blown call by a human to ruin a championship for your team. Because that just, that wouldn't be right. And yet. (laughs) And we got a lot of great comments that have come in. here. And yet. I'll get to your comments, and we'll let Moose step aside. If you come back for overtime, if you want. We got Mike Hogan coming in next. The voice of the Argos. But my favorite team in the world, because it was the team that I loved first, the Regina Pats Hockey Club, God's team. Playoffs last year, we had a goal. Well, the opposition, you know, because your team's the Blades, where our teams are playing each other. And uh, as you know, the supervisor of officials went to the TV replay to get the call right, which he did because they didn't, the arena cameras didn't have it. He made the call, and then it was deemed, no, it's inadmissible because it's the TV feed, blah, blah, blah. But, but it's the, the right call. See what I mean? You just said yeah. they want the call right. Well, he got it right because he used the TV feed. Yeah, but that's not in the rule book. I know. God bless these people that <laughs> want to be referees and coaches and management because I sure the hell do not. To quote Chris Jones. But somebody's got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Wayne NBC says, Rod, those two million new viewers are jamming up the chat line. Sorry, bro. What did Moose say? Can't go backwards. Ali says, it's 83 in Texas today. So nice. 91 here, sis. And that's that? before humidity. Yeah. And uh, John Ohm Ohm says, be ready. As Rod says, Moose, you were. Good work, Moose. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we'll see you a little later. Appreciate you. Sounds good. Thank you. 
We are, just before we bring in Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos, the Blue Jays open a crucial four-game series with the Texas Rangers tonight at Rogers Center. Toronto holds the American League wildcard spot, uh, the second one, and looking to extend their four-game win streak with Chris Bassett going to the mound. Darnell Sankey is back in the CFL. The veteran middle linebacker has signed with the Montreal Alouettes. He spent two very productive seasons in Canada, leading the league in tackles in both 2021 and 2022 before heading to the XFL. Our sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Quinn Hughes, by the way, named the captain of the Vancouver Canucks today. And the Ottawa Senators have added Ben Sexton as an assistant coach to DJ Smith's staff. He joins them after three seasons on the bench with the Belleville Senators. To Toronto we go after this break. We are live on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Talking football on a Monday here on Game Plus TV and Key Radio. Our wrap of week 14 in the Canadian Football League. Friday night, the Hamilton Tiger Cats won at Ottawa 27-24. Then there was a delicious triple header on Saturday. Toronto beat Montreal 39-10. Winnipeg spanked Sask 51-6. And Edmonton knocked off Calgary in a last-second field goal 25-23. Mike Hogan called that Argo victory. He joins us today, the voice of the Argo. TSN 1050 and Hoagie, that was a smashing, wasn't really in doubt. How much are you enjoying this Argos football this year? Uh, the first year I called play by play was 2000. It was John Heward's year. Uh, it was 1 6 and 1. So, yeah, I'm having a really good time calling this year. <laughs> do you, was that your. You didn't do straight since 2000, though, correct? No, there was. Uh, Four years, I think, five years uh, between 2002 and 2006. I didn't do those years, and I came back in 2007. I've been doing it since. But, yeah, the uh, the Heward season before he was fired at, uh, sorry, resigned at uh, Labor Day, um, that was my first year. So, yeah, after that, anything looks like a good year. And this year looks particularly sweet. Hey, roads I didn't expect to go down today, Alex, for 100. Jeff Fairholm, my favorite rough rider ever. Just the last time I was with him, he was on John Heward's staff. And uh, yep. Fair Fairway was telling me this story, Hoagie. He goes, uh, he said to one of the reporters, I think it was Perry Lefko, he's like, hey, would you interview me, Perry? And Perry goes, no, no, I can't because if I interview you, you'll be fired. John Heward said so. Jeff goes, yeah, so interview me. I want out of here. <laughs> And I think that's exactly what happened. I think that's exactly what went down. That was that was my first year. Pete Martin, uh, the, the member of the Broadcast Hall of Fame, uh, was my color commentator. Pete was a real beauty. There were two assistant coaches that uh, we became close with and kind of had to run around so we didn't get caught. 
Pete had coached with and against Ray Zaremba in high school. They had known each other forever. Ray, a former coach with the Argos a couple of different times in University of Toronto and UBC. He was all over the place. And I was a rookie, and so was another young coach named Paul Lapolis. And Lapo and I became pretty close because we were both rookies to the league. And, yeah, we had to we had to hide out. Either they would come to our room to watch Friday night football. If the, game, the first game we did was a Saturday night in Regina. There was a Friday night game that, that, that week, and I can't remember if we were in their room or they were in our room, but we had to sneak around to, uh, to hang out with them because we were the evil media. You, uh, you had me at Pete Martin, Captain yeah. Argo. And remember when the riders used to have their practice? No, well, the visiting team used to practice on that outdoor chain link grass fence beside Taterfield. And I remember Pete Martin leaning up against the fence. <sighs> Look at a Dwayne Demetrician and goes, I could cover you. <laughs> Pete's a beauty. How's he doing? How's Pete doing? Um, 82 now, I think. Um, still gets out to yeah, games so on a regular good. basis and still gets out to Argo functions. He stepped away from the Alumni Association, but uh, yeah, Pete's a beauty. I, I had, you know, the good fortune. I think we were together for eight years with the Argos, four years in college, and uh, uh, he was my mentor in a lot of different ways. So between him and Schultz, those are the two guys that got me going. Uh, great guys. Actually, now that I yeah. think about it, it was more like a... <laughs> I could cover you. Anyways, Chad Kelly. Tell me about Chad Kelly. Is he going to stick around for a while? What What's up with this guy, Hoagie? Chad Kelly's good at football. Uh, that's that's the main thing. He's it? been ridiculous. Um, I think the stat, and it's ridiculous because we keep waiting for it to go down because it doesn't seem like it's attainable for a full season. Right now, I think it's a 27%. That's uh, the percentage of drives the offense has had that have turned into touchdowns, over one in four, which is crazy. Um, I think I think Kolaris is second at around twenty percent. So it's although that probably went up obviously after uh, after the Banjo Bowl. But uh, man, Kelly's just been everything you want on the field. He's been great in the community. He's been fantastic with the kids. Uh, he, he makes regular appearances with them. Uh, we have a, 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 a service at. Uh, MLSE called Launchpad that deals with uh, underprivileged kids, and he's in there uh, on a regular basis. So he gets it on and off the field. He's been everything ad uh, as advertised and even more. So we're really happy with him. Is he, because I, you know, I see the crowds are good. I watch all the games. Is he selling tickets? Is he the reason, or what is the reason that the crowds I are think it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit of everything. A, 10 and 1 doesn't hurt. Um, two, having somebody who's fun to watch like Kelly doesn't hurt. The fact that at home we're averaging 40 points a game doesn't hurt. Um, you know, winning games, uh, if we were 10 or 1 right now and our average score was 10 9, I don't think the crowds are going up the way they are. I think our crowds are up uh, almost 30% uh, this year, which, you know, we started obviously too low, but I, I think it's like 3,300 a game or something like that. So uh, an increase, which, you know, one step in front of the other one. So there's a lot of reasons why people are coming out. And I think a lot of people are just being reintroduced to Argo football, coming down maybe for the first time since we've been at BMO Field and saying, I had fun. 
and the marketing is going toward young football players. We're really thrilled to see the amount of youth at our games. So we're going to turn this corner, Mr. Peterson. It's been a lot of work, and we're going to get there. Well, you got the people to do it. I had no doubt about that. I want to go back to that game Saturday, though, 39-10, because you know I'm a, I'm a Fajardo guy. I cheer for players, not teams. Don't at me. And I saw him go dink, 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 dink down the field, and then they choked up in the red zone. That's an alouette thing. Um, where's, like, what do you think of the – I know it's hard to talk about the other team, but is, is Montreal ch championship caliber? Could they be? What do you see out of them? Uh, they could be. I mean, they, you just talked about on your sports update, they've had a pretty good player in the middle of that defense. Um, I like Cody Fajardo. Um, you know, they, they've had trouble capitalizing in the red zone. I don't know what that is, but if they can turn that around, and they've certainly got the talent to do it with Stanback and Fletcher and Mack and on and on. Like, they've got a ton of guys. Um, you know, Phil Potts really good. I don't know why they can't. So, of course, I, I think you get into the playoffs in the CFL, and we've been around long enough to know all you need to do is have a ticket to the dance. Uh, once you get into the playoffs, you can win the Grey Cup. It's as simple as that. Do you, as broadcasters, we're not, we can think about things that players and coaches can't. Does your mind wander to being in the 2023 Grey Cup at Tim Horton's field? Because I asked Bubba Neal about it last week, and he like <laughs> didn't want to think about the Argos representing the East in the Grey Cup in Hamilton. <laughs> have you, have you uh, thought about it? Not much. I mean, it's obviously there. Um, you know, I think anybody be, would be lying if we said it's it's not in the back of your mind. But what Ryan Dinwiddie has done with this team, not only players and coaches, but staff as well, present company included, uh, you're thinking about going 1-0 that week. Everybody's attention is on Montreal. Uh, those of us who have to deal with the marketing aspect and the communication side also are thinking about our next home game, which is, you know, a couple of weeks from now uh, on Saturday against Hamilton. Tickets at Argonauts.ca. Um, but, you, you, you know, we, we think about one game at a time, and I know the players and coaches are wired that way as well. So um, I'd be lying if I said, you know, we don't think about the carrot every once in a while. But if I didn't know our next home game was against Hamilton, I couldn't tell you uh, who we were playing. And I, I, I don't know who we play the week after that. Like, I honestly don't because we're kind of in that moment thinking about Montreal this week. Well, I tell you, it's been fun to watch. From my perspective, I wish the games were a little closer because you're pretty much blowing out most teams. That just tells me the dominance of this team, uh, Hoagie. And I still love the jerseys, Cambridge Blue. I'll let you go unless you have something else uh, to add. Uh, yeah, anything else? This is fun, and uh, I hope we keep it going. And uh, I know we'd love to break Bubba O'Neill's heart and, and, and be at the, the Grey Cup in Hamilton. Uh, well, good luck with it, sir, and please give Murph a punch for me, and we'll chat soon. Will do. Thanks, pal. Mike Hogan, the voice of the Toronto Argos. He is uh, one of the best. We'll be right back with overtime. Get all your comments in now, 902-518-3033. The EMJ Marketing text line is open now. Or on the streams, we'll be right back for one final segment on Game Plus TV. WQE Radio, podcast and YouTube live.
Yo, and do we have the moose with us? Okay. It's overtime, and that is brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. As I like to say, it's an amusement park for hockey players. Check them out, 28th Street Northeast. So it's just you and me, and the EMJ marketing text line is a little light right now. So now's your time. We got eight minutes to get into me here at the studio. Uh, anything you'd like to pass along. We covered a lot today. And I'll recap it here in a second. If you don't write me, you can write on the streams as well. But two million new homes joining us now in Western Canada on Shaw Rogers Channel 230. Got to think some of you have some questions you'd like to pass along, please. 902-518-3033. That text line is brought to you by our friends. At EMJ Marketing, they'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. Larry Sweet's written in, and uh, just so you know, Larry, this was obviously meant for Mike Hogan, our last guest, but I've screenshotted it and sent it to Hoagie. Larry in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, writes, Mike, tell Sweeter the Spartans are proud of it. He'll know where it's coming from. He's talking about the offensive line coach of the Argos. Now, I get it. I've been around and in sports my whole entire life. So this officiating, you know, we're going to talk about it all the time. And we can talk about it all day, every day, if we wanted to, because officiating is such a huge part of sports. But Larry in South Carolina has written in not just about the Spartans, but he says, Rod, being a retired college basketball referee and baseball umpire, it's a tough job. You make half the people happy half the time. Video replay has taken the human element out of the game. Missed calls happen, not intentional. However, over the course of a game, they even out. Most important, the game is won on the field, not by the official. Hey, look, I, I think about this, Larry, an inordinate amount for a guy that does not officiate, but I did. And again, hockey was my sport, for those that don't know. Ordained, certified Canadian Amateur Hockey Association official here. That doesn't entitle me to know everything, but I know enough, and I've done it. And uh, to prove, any of you referees out there, have you ever had this happen to you? Whatever the sport, you get caught just watching it. That's why I chuckled a little bit when I was reading Larry's text because I would be skating up and down the ice and just be watching the game and go, ooh, that was a dirty slash. And all of a sudden, everybody's yelling at you from the bench or the crowd. And I say, oh, I better call that. And then the arm comes up and then everybody knows that you were daydreaming or they think that they influenced you to make that call. I just don't really know what the answer is. And I not only do I not get invited to those league meetings anymore, I don't really want to go anymore. And when I say that, I don't know what they're saying about it, is my point. I have... It depends who's doing the hiring and who's doing the criticizing, Larry. Because it's not to say that I don't talk to refs. I spoke at the Canadian Football Officials Association annual banquet uh, on the speaker's card were Mike Pereira, NFL on Fox, and me. 
And I talked to just about every official in the room before the night was over. And uh, I got a lot out of it. That's the thing. People think when we go and do these speaking events that we're doing some heroic favor to be there. And I laugh because it's like we get way more out of it than anybody else. And I learned that day that or that night that the officials, are they grayed out at 97% correct. 97% of the time they've made the right call. That's pretty damn good. I'd love to have that percentage in my life. That's A++. But that's not enough for the fans. That's not enough for the coaches. And I'm with you where you say the games are decided by the players. But they're not always. Sometimes they are decided by a call. People are writing in about that Calgary-Edmonton game. I do know of playoff and championship games, I think we all do, that were decided by an official's call. Sometimes it just comes down to that. You'd like to think if you were a dominant enough team, you'd take it out of the official's hands. But when you get late in the season and you're playing other great teams, that's not always going to happen. And when your job depends on wins, wins or losses, you can see why they get a little hot under the collar. John writes in and says, is the Ryder fan base going to continue supporting losing? I guess we'll find out, won't we? John Ohm Ohm says, sports is life. Life is sports. Go support your teams, which is interesting you say that. You can uh, go listen to the or read the Rod Peterson commentary right now on our website, rodpeterson.com. That's what I talked about. I, I don't know if this is the case in life, but in sports it is. They say history is the best predictor of the future or the past is the best predictor of the future. And in my commentary, I said, is that life or sports? What, what, what is that adage or mantra referring to? And I think sports, it is. You know, I go back to a lot of what we talked about today, that Banjo Bowl Saturday, the Blue Bombers were 11-7 and all-time in the Banjo Bowl. With Saturday's win, they're now 12-7. and The majority of the time, Winnipeg wins. So we picked them to win and cover, and dang it if that didn't happen. Week one, Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants have met up until last night 11 times all-time. Dallas Cowboys 10-1. and What happened? Cowboys won. Yeehaw, 40-0. Cowboys. So I guess if you're making odds, point spreads, the past is the best indicator of the future. And if that's the case, tomorrow is going to be a tremendous show. Can you tell me, Clark, do you have your hand on the button? Who's on tomorrow? I can't remember. Pickleball player, right? Luke Gazdick from Maple Leeds and Sportsnet and uh, a championship pickleball player. You're not going to want to miss that. Thanks today to Jim Lang, Mike Hogan, all of the new viewers today. You make it just fantastic, you know. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and WQEE Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.